Today is March 21st, and the Yankees are still playing spring training baseball. We got a lot of injuries, and we got some openers, and we got some other things to discuss. Let's talk Yanks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talking Yanks. Thank you. Thank you for putting your headphones in or your car stereo on and joining us. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I got my co-host Jake coming to you from Denver. He's a transplanted Yankee fan, originally from Connecticut. The Berry, Middlebury, Pomprog High School, CCSU. You want me to name the rest of your bio, Jake? Yeah. What else you got for me? That's all I had. Okay. Rexel. Memorial Middle School. Middlebury Elementary. Did you go to a preschool, daycare center, Rainbowland? I did. I went to a, uh, God, I forget. It's like Duck Pond or s- something very preschooly. Sounds like you just were went to a duck nope. pond. And I don't your even mom think it was called you. Duck Pond. I just think my parents told me that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's funny. And my... then they'd throw me in the pond. Yeah, my preschool had a duck in its name. That's interesting. Maybe that's why we're friends. How about that? How about that? Today's episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by five people. We got Alex. Thanks, Alex. No gender. No, no, no last name. No idea if it's a male, female. Just Alex. Alex. I like it. Strong. Connor Delaney. Delaney's a fun last name. Delaney. Delaney. Uh, Benjamin McCabe. Wow. Two names in a row that the last name has two capital letters. Delaney and McCabe. Nice. Hunter Sadler. Sure. We know a Sadler, right? Uh, Yeah, Maryland guy. Nice. And Jared Dens. Ooh. Dens. Ooh. I like that. Do was... get, people were ever mean to him and they were like, Dens, more like Dents, bro. Ooh. Ooh. Dens, mm. more like Duns. Hey, Ben McCabe, he's, he's an active Twitter guy. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Well, thank you guys all. They all joined our Patreon, $2 a month. They get a chance to win a jersey by raffle, a jersey by contest. They get early access, live access. We got the chats going right now. People are watching us live, hanging out. Uh, if you are a Patreon member and you want to recruit more people to be Patreon members, get them to sign up. They sign up. You reach out to us and say, hey, Jared Dents. I told him to sign up. You get a point. Most points. Get some tickets to a, a game by the yeah. uh, by opening day. We're gonna we're gonna cap it at opening day. So you see who recruited the most people. If you sign up like five people on Patreon, ten bucks. Make make up fake names for yourself. Uh, there's a good chance you could win two tickets for any game you want in this regular season. That's like not not a joke. So check it out. And check we've been posting more stuff in there recently. So. Oh, yeah, we're doing a pregame show, and we're practicing the pregame show right now. So I posted on the Patreon to let them uh, give us a say on what they like, didn't like, or critique it, or just to watch it instead of just recording it and throwing it in the garbage. Um, so, yeah, a little spring training pregame show. I think it was fun. I think we're going to – I think the pregame show is going to develop into a really fun bit of content. Yeah, the we're uh... – if if you didn't see today, yeah, we're doing a pregame show. I mean, it's going to be 10, 15, 20 minutes. We're, we landed at what, 18 today? Something like that? Yeah, 18 minutes and 18 seconds. And yeah, it's just going to be a little FYI about the game. We should have it. We're, I think we're going to try to get it out like two hours before game time, and it'll just be a little fun, either get you through the work day or get you excited for the game, or if there's someone in the office that doesn't listen to podcasts or anything like that and they think they know baseball better than you you could just walk up and be like wow can't gary might have a big game tonight he's six for 23 lifetime with four home runs against bill mcgillicuddy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. gary crushes mcgillicuddy 
McGillicuddy's terrible. <laughs> I can't believe they still throw him out there. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, we got a lot of uh, news to talk about it today, and there's more upsetting news, Jake. And then the back end of this is going to be an interview with Matt Stucco from Yes Network, who's the most positive, happy person I've ever listened to in my life. That's actually perfect that we're going to cover some sad things, some injuries and stuff, because Stucco is the perfect savior from that. I mean, I I don't want to throw one of our faves under the bus here, but like Stucco makes Ruko look normal. And Ruko was just all over with his Nets call the other day. And he's like, he's the second most excited guy in the world. And I think Stucco's got him by a bit. No, I think it goes Swisher, Stucco, Ruko. See, I think Swisher's is just multiplied by like layers of caffeine and energy. No, he says he doesn't do coffee. I think Swisher says he wakes up like that. Swisher's the guy that says like I don't drink coffee, but I've been pound I've I've been having these Red Bulls since they came out, and they're pretty good. <laughs> do these have caffeine? He's he, he's Will Ferrell and Elf asking if the candy has sugar in it. <laughs> well, anyway, Stucco's awesome. But first, we got to talk about. Batansis is going on the injury list, the IL, a.k.a. the disabled list, the DL. It's a new name now. So that's not good news, Jake. Yeah, and I I, got to be honest with you, Jim. I think there's few guys, and this is going to sound terribly rude because we normally are the people telling people about this. Like, normally, if someone gets hurt, my initial knee-jerk reaction is like, okay, that kind of sucks for the team who's going to fill in, and then, like, it's kind of like a comma. No, you don't I, – I guess when a lot of guys get hurt, you don't worry about the actual injury too much. Like, if if, if someone sprains their ankle, you're like, okay, eventually that ankle is going to be good. Like, mm-hmm. Batances is in a contract year after four all-star seasons, and, you know, he he fell out of our good graces, and then he came back – and now he had his baby, and this is his contract year? Like, I don't know. My initial reaction was like, yo, get better Dellen just for you. Like, not even the Yankees. But it'd also be nice. That was nice of you. Thanks, the baby man. the baby caused the injury, Jake. So you're not holding grudges against the baby? Uh, uh, let me hold that baby. <laughs> the uh, So they say that he's got inflammation. They don't think it's going to be a long time to get back. They said he didn't get to camp early because his wife was delivering their baby. And then when he got to camp, he tried to make up for lost time and went hard. I love Dono. I love Dono, Jake. (laughs) What's going on? Everyone's like Severino came to camp and was just throwing too hard. And now he's on the injured list. Like Patance is coming and he's he's just gearing up too fast. And he's on the injured list. Hicks is coming in and he's doing too much activity. Now, what's going on with the plant and the health? I think there's a couple things going on. I I think we're pushing athletes to new levels that, I mean, dude, I, I, I say this too much, but I genuinely five years ago, how many teams had a guy that could hit 98 plus in their bullpen? <laughs> and now every team has multiple guys. So I think we're just pushing athletes further, and I think kind of the analytics and business side of things, like, I think teams don't push it at all, because they're telling themselves, hey, you know, we're not sure what this Luis Severino thing is, we'd rather have him sit a month now, even if he's not that hurt, than have him pitch for two months and then it comes out he's really hurt. Yeah, I would definitely be extra cautious. And I actually I don't think this one's going to be bad, but it's it's just there's too many injuries going on, and and that's where I, I I I not to transition us too soon to waiter, but waiter takes himself out of the game with hip soreness that he said was taking the bus for three and a half hours, and it's like, well, <laughs> sorry Tyler Judge didn't have to take that bus, um, but <laughs> a lot of good guys went on that game, but it's. I don't know, like something like that, like I'm not concerned about Tyler Wade at all. He slept funny on a bus. It's spring training. He's He might be just as surprised as us that he's making the team. I would pull myself out of that game too. Did um, you hear the bus story where Guardian them all to drive and Gardner grabbed Judge, Stanton, and Wade and said get in the car instead of taking the bus? 
I haven't heard that. Voigt got stuck on the bus. He was like the other MLB player. So wait, Gardy drove? Yeah, Gardy drove, and he pulled Stanton, Judge, and Obviously. Wade. And then they left the game early. I think this is what the story was. They left the game early, and Wade was still in center field, and Gardy like banged on the fence and like said, see ya, when they left. So good. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. I that's love just, Brett Gardner. That's just like how athletes are still in high school. Like, they still live right. high school life. They've never had to not do that. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You think uh, Brett Gardner put on the radio? Judge did. He always plays the music. I think Judge turned it on and Gardy turned it off. Do you th- I mean, if it's Judge, Stanton, and Gardy in a car. Right. Gardy's not giving up driving, but no. Judge or Stanton in the back seat? I think they're both in the back seat. <laughs> Gar- Gardy is belly to the wheel, old man driving style, and G and Judge are just in the back reclining. Okay. That makes sense. Needs to and be. And they're like, yo. Brett, I wish we could listen to music. And he's like, That nah, don't huh, work. How about that? <laughs> what does this mean for the roster? It means Tarpley's definitely in the bullpen. But I thought Tarpley was going to be in the bullpen anyway, and Lasagna was going to start in AAA. I think Lasagna is the only other option if they go with 13 pitchers. So I'm I'm doing the turkey math in my head. So we, we think they're going to do the CC suspension to start the year, right? Yes. Okay. Man, I, I could be totally off, and I could be misreading this whole thing. But in my head, there's a world where the Yankees came into this season saying, hey, we think Luis Sessa can be a special two-inning, three-inning pitcher out of the bullpen. Let's focus on that. And now with Geo signed, I think they go into the first week, they serve the CC suspension for the first, what is it, four games, five games? Five. They serve the CC suspension the first five games. And then, dude, I think it's Geo time. I think they're going to leave Lasagna in AAA, and he's kind of the break glass in case of emergency. But I think they like bullpen Sessa. They love what they've been seeing. That was their plan in the offseason. They like what they're seeing from Herman. He pit, he started 14 games last year, and I think that's what happens. Is I mean, is that is? Do I have too high expectations for Geo for him to be on the team week two? We have to see where he's at. Like we have no idea. But I forgot that we didn't even talk about Geo on here. It happened a couple of days ago. But this is our oh, first we signed Geo. <laughs> yeah, we signed Geo Gonzalez to a. <laughs> that's funny that we skipped that. All right, so we signed Geo Gonzalez. To a one-year, currently on a minimum minor league contract, 500 grand. There's an opt-out on April 20th. So if the Yankees do not call Gio up until April before, if the Yankees don't call, the Yankees have not called Gio up by April 20th, he can opt out and leave. Once they call him up, he gets $3 million for being called up, and then he gets 300 k for every start. Now, the wording on that has to be m- more clear than that because the Yankees are might set a precedent of using closers with Herman and Sessa before Gio even gets called up. And then if they were to use a, a use an opener, if you were to use an opener for Gio, then he wouldn't get the start. So I have to think it has to be like in an appearance or there's a different way they phrase it on the contract. Scott Boris isn't that dumb. So that that's something we don't know because I know someone someone said that and they were like, "Bro, the Yankees gonna do Geo like that?" And I was like, "If Geo and Boris ignored the opener at this point in contract talks, like Bor- Boris is officially gone into being a bad agent instead of yeah. a good agent." Yeah, there's no way. Uh, they definitely addressed it. Here's what I'll say, and this this could be kind of the the caveat: the Yankees as an organization are still strong on the fact that. If you're a good starting pitcher, you get the ball in the first inning. So I think if Gio comes in and shows himself that he can pitch a little bit, I think that everyone in the Yankees will look at each other and say, 300K per start is worth it if we're getting good starts out of Gio Gonzalez. So I I think that's kind of their tipping point as an organization. Like If this was the Devil Rays, well, they would have changed their name to the Rays. 
But if this was the Rays, Gio Gonzalez would never get a sh- get a start. Yes. Yeah. I uh, about Gio. So I I don't know when he'll be called up. I don't. I think he's going to have to pitch a couple minor league games because we're now eight days away from the regular season. So he can really only get one start in at spring training until the season starts. Right. So I think he's going to have to get a start or two in the minor leagues. So how it works, how I see it playing out, and let's see if I can deliver this in a way that's easy to follow along. Yes. The first four games, the first four pitchers go. Right. Because you need that. So it's Tanaka, Paxton, Hap, Sessa slash Herman. Right. I don't know slash which Slash Luizaga, maybe, but. I think he's at a, I think he's pitched himself out of contention, and Deal. Sessa and Herman have pitched themselves. Like, I think he's gone. I think it's Sessa or Herman there. I don't know which one. Now, Sessa's okay. 100% on the roster because he doesn't have options. Right. Herman is most likely on the roster because he only has one option. <laughs> At this point, he has to be. <laughs> he has to be. Yeah. So they're both going to be on the roster. I don't know who's going to get the ball in that start. Right. Then there's a couple off days. So then when it flips over, you have Tanaka. You have Tanaka again, Paxton, Hap, Sessa. Then Herman, they're both going to get a start. Okay, that's how I see it. Next going out, that and Geo gets two starts in the minors. Okay, so now you have out of Sessa and Herman, you have one guy that started twice and one guy that started once. And by the time Geo comes up, it's either Sessa or Herman as the fifth starter, and Geo is going to become the fourth starter until Sevi and Cece are healthy. Okay, that's how I see it playing out. Okay. I like it. I'm uh I'm a little more bullish. I'm I'm buying into the the Geo through eighty eight pitches the other day thing or whatever. I and I'm I'm kind of thinking of it for him, I don't think you can look at it as spring training. Like if he's still been throwing pitches, it's not the same, but it's throwing pitches. And he's a veteran. Like I, I think I think they're gonna get him out there once for spring training, probably give him two to three innings. And then I think they're going to give him another. So I think that'll be legit spring training. And then they're they're going to have to do a simulated game. Like I'm almost picturing it like rehab instead of spring training. He get he gets two rehab starts. And then Jim, I think unless my timeline's off, like if he pitches, let's say he pitches Friday. I think they came out with a date the other day. I'm blanking on it right now. But let let's say Geo pitches Friday and he throws. 75 pitches or whatever it is. So that would push him to when does he throw next? Thursday? I don't, I don't know, but I I, I I hear your train of thought, but we're just now looking at Sebi hurt himself for pushing himself. But Tans has hurt himself for pushing himself. It'd be pretty stupid to push Gio now. Um, Because he's our de- depth of depth. To, to a degree, I think... Um, I mean, he's a veteran. He he doesn't throw as hard as he used to. I so I think, and this is um, I forget who I was talking to on the internet, um, because so someone was saying to me, and I, I'm interested to see where you land on this, Jim. The the Gio Gonzalez, you know, twenty twenty five days on his contract that he can either join the Yankees or not join the Yankees. Yep. Why do you think that's in there? Do you think that's for them to see Geo, or do you think it's for the Yankees to see what the kids do? I think it's for Geo to get minor league starts. I think it okay. was Boris and Geo saying he's going to need a couple minor league starts, but you can't stash him in the minors for a couple months. Like, right. Yeah. So we're we're all in agreement. He's going to need some minor league starts, but you have to call him up after a handful of those. And that's I I agree with you, and I'm looking at it a little differently. I think it's. Be- because so- someone was trying to tell me, do you think it's, you know, they just want to look at the kids, and if the kids look good, they'll let Gio go. And my argument would be, I think the Yankees know what the kids are doing. <laughs> they've been in the organization. You know, they've been testing them with advanced stats and not advanced stats for years now. I think if Gio comes in and looks like the Gio Gonzalez from last year the year before, they'll just punch it and say, let's roll. If he doesn't, I think that's when they're going to be like, this was fun, catch you later. 
I see. Uh, so here's where I think Herman gets fucked. Ooh. If Sevy and Cece are back and healthy, that's our five, right? Right. They're going to send Herman to AAA before they DFA Sessa. I agree. So Sessa would stay as the, as in the bullpen. And Herm- I mean, but do we have Tarpley in there right now? Um. Well, so well, so there's Sessa and there, yeah. So we're Tarpley. <laughs> I know it's <laughs> Tarpley and Herman would both go, right? Because when you, everyone's healthy, because you can't send Geo to the minors, right? And he has no options, right? So now it's Sessa and Geo in the back end of the pen with Herman and Tarpley in the minors if Sevy and right. Cece are healthy. So I think Herman, because he has an option, gets bumped, and Geo is now the long man slash fucks around with Cece in that fifth spot. The every swing other. six starter that the we've swing, been talking about. The swing stick six starter. That's how yeah. I think it would it would work out if everyone's healthy and Geo and I mean, doesn't look like a trash bag. And that's I mean, Jim, when you say everyone healthy, we're talking about May now, because that's when we're supposed to see Sevy. So we're talking about everyone staying healthy for a month. And that's where I think some people were kind of freaked out by this Gio Gonzalez signing, saying he's going to block the kids. <laughs> Gio's not going to block anyone. No, they're going to get uh, their chances. Yeah. So I, uh, it's, you know, it's the classic baseball saying, Jim, if, if, if everyone's pitching well and everyone's healthy and we've, we've got to make some decisions around it, we'll do it. These things kind of sort themselves out. Yeah. But do you but do you agree that in in that world Herman would get screwed by the geo signing? Um, I think screwed is an interesting term. I think if everyone's healthy, because Jim, the name you didn't factor in there was Dellen. I mean, we're if if Dellen oh, yeah. comes, that's with Dellen healthy too. So that's that now that brings so in it, another person that could be well that then, could be Holder, that no, could be. Sessa or Canely, if one of them's not performing well, they they could get DFA'd. Well, with Dellen I, out, Tarpley or Herman would just stay. Oh, so they weren't in that original equation. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, because Geo has to come up. Um, all the suspension. Yeah, man. I I don't know. It's one of those things. I I think it's it's a fun conversation, but it's also waste and wind a little bit because so much is going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Sessa, he's looked really, really good this spring. I poured through all the stats, and uh, I wrote in my in my blog or article, whatever you want to call it, go to johnboymedia.com, check it out. Uh, TalkingYanks.com should lead you there. If it doesn't, clear your cash because it will say there's a problem. Clear your cash, you're good. But I did a deep dive of, like, is Sessa doing something different, or is right. he just getting better results because he's facing worse hitters in spring training? And... It's just spring training. It's just a small sample size, so the results don't mean a thing. But it's nice to know he's doing something different. He's throwing a two-seam pitch, which he's never thrown before. He's always been a four-seam and a slider, which both come from right to left if you're looking behind the pitcher. Right. They both come right to left. A two-seam goes the opposite way. It runs the other way. And... He's throwing his changeup a lot more. He only threw his changeup 12% of the time last season. He's throwing it a ton this spring, and that also breaks left to right. So there is something different he's doing. He also has, uh, out of every single batter that he started the uh, started the at-bat with a strike with, he's only given up one hit. It was one for 30 last I checked. I think it's one for 38. Mm. Um, so Sessa is doing something different. And he's toying with my head. Uh, I think right. Sessa, I'd give Sessa, you know, I said that I think Sessa or Herman are going to get one start. Right. And then the next time they'll get two, I'd give it to Sessa. I'm. Man, it sucks because we're going to know this answer clearly in two months. And it's either going to make sense that it's like, okay, Louis Sessa always had the stuff. We kind of moved him to the bullpen a little bit. He figured it out. This is the Louis Sessa we've always expected. Or we're going to be looking back in two months and laughing at ourselves like, ah, he got us again. Oh, I think he'll get us again. I think his best case is to be – his best case 
scenario is to pitch well enough to get traded for a good piece. His worst case is to be DFA'd and then traded on the waiver wire. Yeah. Um, I still think that's his full range of 2019. You don't, you don't see a, you don't see a world where there's breakout Louis Sessa secret weapon out of the pen, three innings, two, three ERA. Yeah, he could do decent out of the pen. I don't know, but I, I think I'd give him a shot to see if this new style translates like two games to see if it translates. Right. That's a very short leash, but uh, right. starting wise, like I'd give him two starts to see if it translates. And I think, yeah, we're going to. I, I guess that's where I'm mentally kind of shook. I, um, I can't get my head wrapped around starter Louis Sessa. Cause that's kind of how we, that's where we landed last year. Right. We were like, oh, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Right. It's 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 kind of unbelievable. And that's that's why I have that kind of Yankees theory where it's like, hey, we've we've had this plan with Louis Sessa to have him work on this and this. And he's going to be bullpen Sessa and his stuff should translate pretty well there. If we could get those beautiful innings out of Sessa out of the bullpen, you know, he could be that length that we've been looking for in the bullpen, too. And and semi mop up type duty or coming in after uh an opener, which we'll talk about a little bit. So for me, I, it, I'm just kind of running through that in my head. Like if that's been the plan with Sessa and everything's been working, I don't think it's one of those situations. Like they've hey, never said that's been the plan. That's just what we thought. Right. But that had, we knew he was out of options and we knew that he wasn't going to be in the starting rotation. But now with, with, with the injuries, it all changes. And with Loisaga pitching himself out, it all changes. Right, but I'm saying does it does it necessarily if you have Herman, Gio, and and Johnny Lasagna? Like you could just say, Hey, Luis Sessa, your shot to make it on the Yankees is a bullpen guy. Well you know? with with needing pitchers right now and all the factors, needing pitchers because of injuries, Loisaga look pitching himself out of the the rotation, and Sessa doing something different for first time in three years and it showing results be it spring results i think that shakes their head and goes okay well we weren't going to do this but now we're going to give him one or two starts yeah i'm 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 interested i get i i still have blinders on a little bit i could see them i could see geo or them going opener before they start sessa or they could start sessa the fourth game of the year because he's looked dominant (laughs) yeah i think i think he might start the fourth game of the year it's him or herman in my opinion Herman's looked just as good, and Herman start started more than double the game Sessa started last year. Yes, I don't think Herman's looked just as good. I mean, the stats may look just as good, but I mean, from watching them pitch, Herman hasn't looked just as good. I, I've liked the way Herman's looked, and I there's there's a preview you you guys will be hearing about that in uh, one of our upcoming episodes. All right. So speaking of Herman and Sessa and things that I never thought I would hear myself saying. Sure. The opener. They're messed around with right. it in spring. They had Chad do it on Tuesday. They had Holder do it on Wednesday. Uh, they said, listen, uh, we might do this during the season, so we may as well practice it now. I, if we're pitching Herman and Sessa and, it's, and we're, we're, we're in stopgap form, I'm not against using an opener for them. Yeah. And a lot of people are still confused about it and stuff like that. It's all about how many times do we let Sessa and Herman see the order. Right. Right now, they're probably both not going to see the order a third time through. Right. So what you do by an opener is you take out those first three or even first six and say, okay, we Chad Green just mowed down the top three of the order. Herman, now go give us two times through the order and maybe even two and a half because you started with the word lesser hitters so you can get more length out of him where he doesn't have to see the top three three times. Right. He can see the top three two times, but that gives him more batters faced. And then you bring in, hopefully you have the lead, and you bring in the lockdown guys to bookend it. And it's, I mean, I we wouldn't, saw... I wouldn't do it with Sevy. I wouldn't do it with Hap, Paxton, no. CeCe, Tanaka. But with right. these two young guys in stopgap form, like we just want a handful of starts from them, 
I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah, Jim, and we saw we saw Holder go two innings today, and today was the best example because the top three in the lineup were Springer, Altuve, and Bregman. So, like, I, I you almost have to put on these inning blinders and think of it like this. If, if it was the seventh inning and those three were coming up, you'd love to have Adovino or, or one of our big bullpen guys coming in for those guys. So it's almost just taking that and putting it in the first inning. And the other thing that I, I just love about this from an evolution of baseball standpoint, Jim, is in recent years we've seen the lineup scooch up. You know, for years your best hitters were your three guy and your four guy. In recent years we've seen that slide up to the front, which has made the opener more serviceable. So I think you and I, because I'm interested in the opener, I, I definitely think there's a use for it in baseball. Um, even with the Yankees, like the Yankees shouldn't feel they're bigger than it. And I, I don't think they do, but like today was the perfect example. If Jonathan Holder can get through Springer, Altuve and Bregman for you, that's a huge win. Yeah. And it's, and you're not doing it with a guy who is established routine. Herman and Sessa are both guys that have come out of the bullpen and started before. So it's right. not like CC or Sevy or CC or Tanaka where it's foreign territory. We're like, I've never done this before. Right. They've come out of the pen before and they've pitched in long relief before. Yeah. And I, well, I don't know how prevalent the opener will be in a few years. I, I don't know if they'll ever make rules around it or anything, but I, I think it's going to change every pitcher's mindset. Like I think in 10 years, you're not going to be able to hear like, Oh no, I'm, I, I have to start the game. Like, and CC Sabathia has the right to say that because um, that's how he's played baseball for 35 years. Um, I think, uh, but I, I think it is going to change just pitchers' mentalities. Yeah, I agree. You're I'm, I'm you're starting the game, but you're starting it in the second inning, <laughs> so prepare for that. I still like a world where you only use it on lesser than starting pitchers, and starting pitchers start the game. Good starting yeah. pitchers start the game, and that that'll never leave because there's. There's like machissimo involved there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Before we throw it to the Stucco interview and, and we're more like a conversation with Stucco, who does a lot of fun things with Yes Network. He's talked to a lot of players. We talked to him about all of that. And he asked us some questions about our future plans talking Yanks. There's uh, the biggest news. We buried the lead. Uh, Jacoby Ellsbury came to camp and he played catch with uh, elderly gentleman that was wearing a Yankees uniform. Maybe it was Stump really? Merrill. I don't know. It was weirdly impressive, right? It was the most ginger game of catch. It was like as if Ellsbury was playing with a, his three-year-old daughter. That's how soft he was throwing it. Yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting. The quotes that have come out have been like, "Yeah, Jacoby Jacoby Ellsbury is aggressively pursuing coming back," and it's like, "Well, I just saw Stump Merrill out throwing him." So, <laughs> all right, here's Matt Stucco. We're joined by Matt Stucco of Yes Network, running around, opening baseball cards with players, driving around with Nick Swisher, doing all the fun stuff that Jake and I wish we could do. Stucco, how you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing great, baby. Thank you so much for having me. Let's go. <laughs> Is that, <laughs> got the horn that the right. reggae horn? <laughs> the reggaeton horn. I love it. Where, where are you coming scary. to us from? You down in Tampa still? Man, so right now I'm in Stanford, Connecticut, but... uh. Before we get into it, just want to say thank you so much for having me on. Love what you guys do. Love your work ethic. Love your passion. Because I tell you what, it comes across very well, especially on social media. Uh, you guys are very dedicated to what you do. So it definitely shows. Huge fans of you guys. And, man, anytime somebody hits a home run, I'm going to one of your feeds because I'm trying to see this magic moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. So, yeah, how's, so uh, how's Stan Vegas these so days, Stato? How's, how's Stam Vegas? What's going on in Stanford? That used to be the, that used to be one of my spots in Connecticut. Oh, you you got the lingo down. I, it's oh awesome. yeah. I mean, it's a lot of a lot of young professionals right now. It's uh, it's it's a little cold. It's not exactly Tampa weather, but it's a great place to live. A lot of cool restaurants, bars, and stuff like that to go out to. So it's a lot of fun. I love it. Yeah, I used to make a real jerk of myself at Alive at Five, but we'll we'll talk. We'll save that for the end. <laughs> Hey, you got more opportunities this summer. <laughs> yeah, amen. You're from Connecticut, or you went to Qu you went to Quinnipiac. Are you originally from Connecticut too? 
So I grew up on the Jersey Shore, right in Middletown, New Jersey. Okay. And yeah. when I was looking at colleges, a few of them that I was looking at was uh, I was looking at Fordham, uh, Fairfield, Loyola, and Quinnipiac. And Quinnipiac had a great communications program, and I was very close to going to Fordham, and I had the opportunity to go there. But I actually ended up going to Quinnipiac, like you just said. Great four years. I stayed there and did a, did a master's program to get a master's in journalism which is funny right now because I kind of don't really write as much as I, <laughs> as I used to, but uh, it was a great foundation for learning those writing skills. But yeah, so Quinnipiac, and then I went home uh, for two years before getting the job at Yes, and then I moved back up to Connecticut, and specifically, yeah, specifically in Stanford, and been here, I guess, since, wow, September 2013. That's crazy. So you're from Middletown. I was, uh, I was born and uh, lived the first first decade of my life in Hazlitt so we were neighbors for a little oh okay yeah yeah there we go right down the road and are you in Lavalette right now yep I mean I'm in Lavalette right now yeah we got all the Jersey Jersey spots uh linked oh, up man you're lucky I didn't roll up on you there I would have just <laughs> I'm <laughs> telling you I, I got a house here Stucco you come we got Mike <laughs> Michael K's uh producer lives on the same street as me it's uh Yankeeville oh yes yes <laughs> dude it's gonna happen this summer I'm telling you man I think Mad Dog from Mike and the Mad Dog used to have a, a beach house down here, too. I remember when he quit Mike and the Mad Dog and they were going their separate ways. There was a bunch of old men that went to a pavilion on the boardwalk knowing that Mad Dog did his morning runs there. And their their plan was to am- ambush him and be like, you got to stay on the fan. <laughs> oh, my. That wasn't the uh, Jersey sports fan, was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that guy's crazy, too. <laughs> so, yeah, so how'd you get linked up with Yes Network? Like, how'd this gig come apart? come come by and have you have are you doing the same thing that you started or what's your path been yeah you know it's it's kind of crazy how it all worked out back in 2005 i was still in high school and i started writing with baseball america i'd go to lakewood blue claws games all the time thunder games all the time and i would just do a lot of prospect profiles and interviews and um that was a that was great experience like you can't you can't learn a lot of the that type of stuff inside of a classroom so i've always been big on getting experience especially at the minor league level so i spent almost 10 years in the minors and man I'm t- i'll tell you what like i mean i'm sure it's uh, still gonna happen now you tell somebody that you're going to lakewood on a friday night or trenton on a saturday night and all your buddies are going to the bar and hanging out whatever you look like the crazy one and they don't really understand what exactly it is that you're doing but your close friends do and your close family members do and they support you throughout that ride and as soon as I got an opportunity in 2013 to work with Yes, a lot of those players who I knew and kept in touch with in the minors ended up going to the big league level. So I began working a lot uh, with pretty much all the players who I knew during the minor league times in the big leagues. And this was when I got the opportunity at Yes, uh, working in their digital media department and since I've joined there, I got a great group. We're a very small team, but I have a great group, and, and we've been able to grow uh, since 2013. And the on-air opportunities have, have, continue, have continued to just come across the plate um, with just different types of content that we've been creating. And I have been doing the stuff that I'm doing right now over the last, I would say, five or six years, specifically with the Yankees. But because they've been winning more and more, it makes it easier to put out the types of content that I'm doing. Because as I'm, I'm sure that you've seen, a lot of it's kind of the more fun stuff showing people's personalities. So you kind of can't really show that when uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> when the team's playing 500 or not in the playoff race. But when they are, you can. So um, I'm not a Yankee fan by any means. But I do love when they win because then it's just more of an opportunity to show those personalities and put them on display and show the types of people that they are. Did you, did you grew up a baseball fan? If you're writing about baseball in high school, did you have a team growing up? Is that a secret? Is it a deep, dark secret or do oh. you share it? You know what? I was always a, uh... <laughs> that's funny. I was always a, uh, a, I mean, I did wear Yankee shirts when I was little, um, but I love the Phillies also. Cause the Phillies, you know, is right down the road from the shore. Yep. So go to Phillies games. Huge National League guy. My best friend's dad um, was the former president of the National League. His name's Len Coleman. 
So I remember there's one dinner that we had and I was wearing a Tim Hudson all-star game batting practice jersey when he was still with the A's and and uh, Big Len, he was kidding around saying, hey, man, take that thing off. You can't wear that at this table because it was an American League batting practice jersey. So uh, <laughs> that was at a young age. So always enjoyed National League Baseball. Uh, he was the or he's on the board of the Jackie Robinson Foundation. So I've always taken a huge liking to Jackie Robinson Foundation. I mean, Jackie Robinson just in general, but especially the foundation to kind of keep his message going. And also, too, when I was about like, I would say nine or 10 years old, I got a phone call from Lenny, who lived down the road from me in Middletown, saying, hey, why don't you come over? I got somebody here who I want you to meet. So I had no idea who he was talking about, but he did tell me to bring baseball. So I kind of knew I was like, this has to be uh, either a big leaguer now or or a former big leaguer. So uh, I get to the house and go downstairs into the basement. My buddy Lenny's down there and and sitting next to him was, uh, was Frank Robinson. Jeez. And I'm getting I'm getting chills just thinking about it right now. But so Frank Robinson is sitting in the basement at my buddy's house, just hanging out. The Knicks game was on TV. And he looked at me and he goes, Hey, you want to watch a basketball game? <laughs> I was like, shoot, yeah, let's do it. You know, like I'm 10 years old. I, I knew enough about baseball and I knew who Frank Robinson was, but just seeing Frank Robinson at such a young age and as a regular guy. Uh, with his guard down because he's at a home of his friend's house was such a pivotal moment for me in my career, because I think I honestly believe that that moment is the reason why I try to show players as humans as much as possible, because I got to learn at a young age that everybody, no matter what you do, who you are is a human being should be treated with respect and at the end of the day, each breakfast, each lunch, each dinner, just like you do, you know? So um, that was, uh, I guess that's how it all pretty much got started. But yeah, that's... a lot of a lot of years in the minor leagues, I'll, t- I'll tell you that. But uh, yeah, those that's... are some of the best years of my life, so. That's nuts, Stucco. And I mean, that, I mean, that is kind of what you're doing now. And I mean, you're doing it in a fun way. You know, you're doing the stuff with Didi the other day. And I mean, do you think... And I, I don't want to say this in a hot takey way, but do you think you're getting like kind of the true honest sides of guys when you're doing kind of because it's it's more fun stuff with them. You're not you're not doing just like a natural interview normally. You're you know, you're you're adding some millennial or next generation to it. Um, do you okay. think you're you're getting like the real them or do you think there's still a little bit of a guard up? Because, I mean, you are the media, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's a, a really good question, and thank you also for for watching the piece of Didi. Um, yeah, man. So when when I when I first started doing stuff with Baseball America, I would do the usual like questions about the game, performance, and everything like that. But kind of got to a point where it's like I would do an interview with somebody, and then we would just end up like talking afterwards and just talking about life. And then I was like, man, what if I got that type of stuff written down or that type of stuff on camera. Uh, I'll never forget. I had a interview with Jose Fernandez. This is when he was in single A. Um, and we, we did the interview and I, I learned about him as a human. And uh, he was telling me about how he came over to the United States. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. Uh, we ended up talking for about a half an hour. And this is like an empty stadium in Lakewood, New Jersey, one o'clock in the afternoon, probably like 100 degrees. But we were just talking just about life motivation um goals and everything like that and like it was just kind of like that that was just i don't know it's like it's like one of those things which is like you know what it's such a cool story that you want to be able to share that with people because you don't know if somebody else out there is going through something similar and maybe something that i i said or jose had said could help somebody you know um so it just kind of got to a point where it just slowly evolved where it's just like, you know what, let's do that fun stuff. And and now when I do this stuff with the guys, just having the relationship with them for however many years it's been, whether it's text message or in person, um, they appreciate being able to show their human side. Because I, I think in baseball, there's a certain culture where you have to act a certain way or, or talk a certain way. But um, if, if, if I can be of any help to show them as regular people, I'm all for it. You know, I'm 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 huge on the mindset of everybody eats. 
Like everybody's got to see it at the table. I want everybody to do well. And uh, you do ask the question about like the being part of the media and everything like that. If somebody breaks news, if somebody gets a scoop on something, I'm so happy for them, you know, and not everybody has that mentality. But you know what? Like baseball's fun. You guys know better than anybody else. You cover it all the time, all day, all night. Baseball's fun. And that's what it should be. And, and I think that uh, the more fun that you can have, the better. So um, I, I, I do believe that these guys are showing their honest selves. I would say 110% of the time when we do do uh, these videos. Well, you did a video last week with Chance Adams and Luis Sessa, two guys that fans aren't uh, clamoring to see content of them right now. Like Luis Sessa is on the field. People aren't really his biggest fan right now to say it in the nicest way. But the all the comments underneath your video was like, damn, I kind of like Luis Sessa and Chance Adams now. We're like, shit. They seem like really good guys. I, I want to root for them. So even me, I was like, wow, Sessa was naturally funny and like playful in that video where they're opening cards. So you are doing a good job of that because I think I think Sessa is the hardest guy to do it for, uh, just because his on the field stuff is kind of wearing people down. But that was fun. He was a uh, he was like funny guy. Thank you. I appreciate that. And and yeah, they're so awesome to work with. And 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 I I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but. When you watch a Yankee game, I'm I'm never going to be that person in the stands who's going to curse somebody because they gave up a home run. You know, everybody's got like a uh, a family to go home to at the end of the night, and and they're giving it. They're all like, a lot of times, fans usually think that they just show up for the game and they play, and, and that's it. But they these guys put so much time and effort into it. Uh, a game when the Yankees were playing the Cardinals in spring training, Paul Goldschmidt comes out of the game. I don't know. I don't even remember what inning it was, but like the game definitely wasn't over. And this dude was on the elliptical on like a dusty, dirty elliptical in a hallway in Tampa for like at least 45 minutes. Like this is a dude who's just playing a baseball game. And now he's like, I don't know. He probably could have called an asthma attack where he was doing it. But like just putting in the work, like these guys, these players, I mean, like how it is in every sport, they, they, they want, to make their fans happy. So they're doing anything that they can do to do that. So um, I just tried to soften the blow. I guess you can say if they, <laughs> if they do give a, up a, a few home runs or um, yeah, I yeah. guess that's the best way to, to be honest. You said you, thank you, you said you worked with a bunch of guys in the minors that like you've seen, you saw get called up and, and they remembered you and stuff. Who, or is there any cool stories there? Like watching a guy, his minor league personality and watching him grow to a big leaguer. Cause for me, I don't, I don't know if he's a guy, but like, I would love to, to talk to someone who knew judge before he became Aaron judge of the Yankees. Cause his life snap and change drastically. But have you witnessed any transformations from the minors to the bigs? Or who are some of those guys you were hanging out with that uh, you saw get called up? Yeah, you know what? I think there's just something unique about a moment when you see somebody in the big leagues for the first time after having gone through the minors with them. It's it's just such a, like a, oh, hey, this is what we worked for type of moment. So enjoy it. Um, but I'd say for the most part, Everybody is just, everybody has stayed the same, but then again, like I I do have that relationship with with these guys where I'm not asking them about like their batting stance or anything like that. So I, it, yeah. it is a little bit different. Um, Judge has always been the same. Judge is great, uh, but again, you're dealing with all different types of people and, and media. So I can see how some people change. I'm not saying he has changed, but I can see how some people do change. Like I've heard that about certain players. Not gonna name any of them, but um, it's cool. I mean, I just had a ride around with Jay Half the other day. How'd that go? <clears throat> oh man, he's awesome. He's so great, and, and I'm excited to put this out. Uh, we rode around for about an hour, so <laughs> hopefully, hopefully there'll be some good stuff coming out of it. But uh, he was on the Lakewood Blue Claws in 2005 when I first started. This is back when, like, shoot, I was probably wearing like Abercrombie Fitch and. <laughs> and he had hair and he had hair at the time so uh <laughs> what wait what's wrong with wearing abercrombie and fitch still <laughs> okay never never mind never mind <laughs> oh shoot man where is it i gotta play this 
<laughs> Let's go, baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whatever you got. <laughs> who? who? No, but, um, like, just like, like stuff like that. Then, like, when you got to the Yankees, it's like, wow, like everything's coming full circle. Who knows if this will be the last team that he plays for? And hopefully, I'll be doing this for shoot at least like thirty more years. But uh, <laughs> um, just like stuff like that is is just is just crazy how everything happens, you know. Um, but yeah, everybody's been great. There's certain guys who I didn't meet in the minors who I got a chance to meet and work with at the big league level who have just been awesome. And one of them is Josh Donaldson. He's the absolute man. Cool. Um, he, he's got a fiery personality in between the lines. Yes. Yeah. Big time. Big time. And I, I think it's kind of like an energy thing, too. Like, I think that if you show good energy, like, that's what you get back. Yes. Well, energy, that was something I wanted to ask. Like, there's a video of you and Swisher riding around. Two of the naturally happier, energetic people in, like, all of Yes Network or Yankees Universe. Do you guys get a word in, or do you just look at each other, smile, and laugh nonstop? <laughs> oh, shoot. I honestly think that all four of us would probably make a great, uh, like, foursome playing golf or something like yeah, that. Yeah, reach I, out. We need to get Swish on the yeah. show. Yeah, grab some white claws, get a uh, golf cart, and we're... We're good to go, but um, <laughs> man, yeah, but uh, no, he he's awesome. He's somebody that I love working with, and he gets it. You know, uh, one of the reasons why the Yankees had hired him is just kind of like add swag and add a certain like flavor to uh, to the team and the organization. And I think he's done a great job of doing that. But yeah, whenever we link up, we seem to have a great time, and um, just thankful for all the opportunities that that this game has given me. And that I've been able to do and contribute to yes. And uh, yeah, shoot. I mean, sometimes you like uh, the marshmallow video that we did. Uh, like definitely an outside the box type of an idea. But I saw it on his Instagram feed. He was doing that with his friends over in the Bahamas uh, inside a house that they're staying in. So we took it to the baseball field. And like sometimes it's kind of crazy. Like I'll text my wife after doing something and I'll be like, yeah, just did these like a funny marshmallow video, and she loves it. Like she eats it up. She's one of the, she's my number one supporter. The like the ultimate best, and she loves baseball too. Uh, she's also a physical therapist, so sometimes when I text her funny things like "Oh, just had Swisher catch these marshmallows," or "Just went to Starbucks with John Sterling," or you know, I'm just like uh, I'm just, like she, she's out there like helping people's well being, <laughs> like and, and physically. <laughs> physically fixing people and I, and I told her that too but uh like she put it in a great way you know and and, I, and I've heard this a couple different times but um if three minutes of, of tossing a marshmallow into somebody's mouth can get your mind off of something that you're going through or something some tough time or give you a fun idea to do so you find joy out of it but just distracts you from something and makes you not think about all the the issues or problems going on in the world or in your life, then you're also helping them. Yeah. Entertainment's a form of escape. You just entertain someone yes. and you're helping them along their day. Yeah. So I constantly try to remind myself of that um, because yeah, some of the things are a little bit outside the box, but if, uh, if there's a way that I can help somebody, um, I, I will for sure. What? Just like you guys. I mean, shoot, I watched this magic moment home run clips on like it brings you back to childhood because you hear that song and just think about the sandlot and then you're like wow this is baseball i love baseball and you're like that was an amazing 30 seconds you know? <laughs> those videos are good uh, people people love them instagram started pulling them down so i'm gonna have to alter it somehow so that they don't find it but they'll be back yeah, we gotta have a conversation with instagram about that yeah yeah i gotta look into <laughs> buying the rights in the up. song <laughs> Um, uh, what was I going to say? There's something I just thought of. Oh man, Jake, I'm blanking. Oh boy. Oh, boy. oh, boy. oh no, no. Baseball people. No, no. It was about nothing. Stucco, what's your, uh, what are like your, your plans? Like you said, you started as a writer. There's no way you could contain your energy on a page of paper. So I understand <laughs> why you're doing video and audio stuff now. 
what what's <laughs> what's the what's the like next plans like is this you're living your dream what's you've the got goal? Your, yeah you got your dream do you want to move to a different department or different or what's the goal yeah i mean like i'm huge on just taking day by day all right like i do have a like i do have certain goals um but it's crazy like one thing that I've noticed in baseball, maybe not so much in the media, but like nothing's ever the same day after day. And it's such a business, just as any industry is. But I try to make the most of every single day possible um, just because, again, like it's it's so unpredictable. So if I could do what I'm doing right now for the rest of my life, I would absolutely love it. If I could do what I'm doing right now and 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 turn this into a show or like a special series on a consistent basis. I would love to do that. Showing people's like personal side, going to their house, whatever, hanging out, having kind of like a new spin on it rather than that, like 60 minutes type thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I I would love to do that, you know, but uh, yeah, just kind of like taking it day by day. Um, Just appreciative of the opportunities and, and, what I get to do for Yes Network and and show the fans, but yeah, that's a really great question. Shoot, I might <laughs> be thinking about that tonight. <laughs> yeah, your next couple hours are full now because we asked you. Yeah, both. I I do honestly like like part of me sees the positive impact that some of these videos have, and like you always think about like what can you do more, what can you do better, like. Like how how can you have an even bigger impact? Sometimes I think that that's maybe doing something with like a baseball community, you know, like spreading joy, spreading love for the game. Yeah, yeah. Host, uh, host a camp, organize your own camp, get some kids, get some players. Exactly, something along those lines. Like really, really have an impact. And uh, I started doing that with the Italian American Baseball Foundation because uh, we're gonna look to try to expand the game globally specifically in italy but one of the best parts about that is that just the whole baseball world and baseball culture it's it's not just italian americans it's not just italians it's it's like anybody and everybody and that just goes to show you that the the baseball world is just such like a cool culture and everybody just kind of wants to spread love for the game and uh just make it fun yeah you start a camp you invite jake and i we'll be guest instructors yeah, if Dude, you need extra yo. bodies for the Italy baseball camp, we'll help out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need, like, I need you guys to be MCs and umps. <laughs> oh, 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 I'll um. I feel like you guys would definitely okay. be able to run the show, and I want to hear the commentary on balls and strikes. Yeah. Uh, Put Jake and I as umps, and we'll ump a game between little kids and Mike. And it, would, it, would, <laughs> it would be entertaining, but then all the good that you've done for these youngins as baseball players would be eliminated with like three <laughs> calls on the field. <laughs> oh. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot now. We got five questions we're asking everyone, all right? It's about the Yankees. Can I ask you guys one before we go on to it? What's that? Can I ask you guys one before we go oh, on? Oh yeah, to what do you got for us? Oh yeah. All right. Like I said to start off this interview, the one thing that I love about you guys is your dedication and what you've been able to do for not just the Yankee fan base, but just the fa- baseball fan base in general. So have you guys set goals? Yeah. Because what you guys are doing, and again, I love the passion. I love the energy. I love the way that you guys make the game more entertaining than it is. So what like, what can we expect more of? Yeah, we actually just had a big uh, ideas meeting for this season because I we looked back on last season. It was like that was good. We had we laid down a really good foundation, but we could have done more. So we're going uh, three episodes a week on the podcast. We're going to be doing like ten minute pregame shows, like mine and Jake spin on it before every game once the lineups announced. And uh, we have like all these all their sets. Jake and I do this daily radio show that's more of uh, all of sports and uh, weird news stories. What was the news story from today, Jake? It was. uh, I mean, a woman cut off her hand for insurance money. Those kind of things. The fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Was that in Florida? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, so, I mean, our goal is just to put out content that we 
we think we can speak genuine, uh, uh, genuinely and passionate about. And uh, if people are interested in that topic, they'll be entertained by it and keep growing awesome. and growing. Yeah. yeah man, people are watching I'll, I'll plant a seed so. with you. Just swirl this around your mouth a little bit. It's us three. <laughs> the name of the show is The Spring Training House. We're in a house in Tampa for a month and a half, two months. It's a nice house. Yankees players just bump through. They come and go, and we do specials on every one of them. Dude, that would be amazing. To be honest, you could actually I'm, probably do that with a lot of uh, prospects, too. Yeah, that's I Jake's mean, dream right now for next spring training. <laughs> I Just no, planting the seed. Like, that, would be, that, would be, that would be cool. It's like right. the Heisman house meets the Yankees meets what you're doing right now. I don't know. Dude, no, but honestly, though, like, if you tell somebody that, they may be like, wow, that's crazy. Wow, that's nuts. But, like, yo, nothing is crazy. Nothing is nuts. Like, if you don't set the bar high to try to do certain things, you will never do anything cool or never do anything fun. <clears throat> set the bar and don't don't give a shit about what anybody else says. Yeah, we'll just, we just need you. Go run it up to, what's his name? <laughs> Sullivan? Sullivan? Kevin Sullivan? Is that his name? Oh, my man. Yeah, Kevin. Yo, he's the best. Dude, if it wasn't for him, I would not be in the position that I am with yesterday just because he's he's been so great he's been such a leader he's been he gives such great advice and just the his creativity is amazing and he is a great writer so anything that like we do he always has his eyes on and has the last say before anything goes out and like he is always looking out for us myself and AJ AJ is the right hand I mean shoot I have no idea what I'd do without him especially during spring training he's great just so collectively, we always just try to like bounce off each other, our energies, creativity, and everything like that. But yeah, Kevin's the best, and and I cannot say enough about him. And b- before and we get into too, our our five questions, Stucco, I'm gonna okay, yeah, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm gonna send you <laughs> your question to us back to you, and I'm gonna say what's some stuff that you'd like to see from us? What's what's some stuff if you're clicking through your timeline during a game or something, you'd be like, yo, I'd, lo- I'd love to see John Boy doing this or something like that. What what do you want? What I really enjoyed was, I think it was it last spring training, right? I think when um you guys talked to Sterling and you guys had like funny photos. Oh, of Sterling like with his like, jumpsuit? <laughs> yes, yes. I think seeing you guys, oh, I think, to be honest, I think seeing you guys out and about, like, at the stadium or in certain, like, uh, <laughs> funny settings, I think that would be awesome. Like, if if there's a way that you guys can do games from, like, stands or something like that, or, shoot, like, I, I'm sure there's probably so many, like, legal things inside <laughs> of, from inside of the stadium, but, like, I love seeing you guys out and about because it's almost like, oh, hey, they're there today. Oh, hey, check them out. You know what I mean? I think that's cool. But, again, you can take that with a grain of salt. um, But I think that would be pretty sweet. We got to add it. We got to add it. We we try to get together like once a quarter. We're in the same place. But that's definitely going to, if we're together, we'll be doing more in the future. Yeah, we'll just follow you around when you're doing the in-house stuff. Dude, dude, but seriously though, like, shoot, um, anything that's relatable too. Like, you guys got the shore house, so you could just like do it outside in the backyard or something. Like, like anything and everything. Yeah, it's cool. All right. Like I'm talking Done. like take the computer to the beach one night around a bonfire and and like do the game from there. And just like <laughs> as the game's going on, you just continuously eat s'mores and like you go through like an entire bag or like. Just crush like a shit ton of s'mores. Jake could Jake could s'mores. Jake could break a s'mores record by the third inning. <laughs> I'm, a bi- I'm a big snacker. That'd get ugly. That'd get really ugly. <laughs> all right, man. That's all we got. We really appreciate you stopping and uh, chatting with us. Dude, no, I appreciate you guys. Keep on crushing it for real. Yeah, and I love you guys. And thank you so much for having me on. Anything yeah, we'll, that you guys we'll, ever need. We'll have to get in touch. We'll be at the stadium a bunch this uh, this season. I know in July we're going to a couple games. So if you're there, we'll uh, we'll have to come say hi. Dude, yes, yo, out <laughs> and about as much as possible. Let's get it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, cool. sir. Cool. It. All right, play that uh, reggae. Play that reggae horn and we'll, uh, Yeah, one more you... one more reggae horn. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Where we got? <laughs> that'll be the new stucco alert dude yes 
All right. Oh, they, the only problem with this is that they need to like have it on loop. So if you look it up on YouTube, reggae air horn dancehall style, it's like a six second clip, and then it goes like that. Does that whole like loading to the next well, it video? Loads the next video. They, yes, they need to do like at least a minute, right? Or just give an option on the bottom of the YouTube loop this forever. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you 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 go to your co <laughs> there it is <laughs> Happy Friday, baby. all right that was matt stucco from yes network thanks man you you the all man right, stucco. have a great day all right that was matt stucco thank you guys for listening go uh give him a follow and tell him that you loved him on talking yanks because he brought his own reggaeton air horn that uh, we got Alfred. Showed up with an air horn to the interview. Guy brought his own soundboard to the interview. Yeah, yeah. I'll even, deal with this, fellas. <laughs> I don't even have that on my soundboard. I don't think. It's a it's a good app. Good app. All right, thanks, guys. We will be back Monday, Sunday night. If you're a patron, I will be coming to you from California. Actually, I'm going out there for my nephew's first birthday. Yeah. Gonna take a four week. Mini break from Yankees work. Four and day. Then, Keep going weeks and days interchangeably. Yeah, it's weird. Four day mini break. And then... Uh, <laughs> We're going to miss a couple weeks of the season and then we will be back. <laughs> Get weird. ready. My brain is weird, man. And then uh, then we'll be back for the grind. So I'm excited. Game uh, time. See you guys Monday. Check out the mini episodes along the way. One Go. week. One week, yeah. Go Yankees. Go Yankees, tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.